the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. An agent of change, Joanna Otero RN, is passionate about healthy, balanced, and intentional living. Registered nurse, board-certified health and wellness nurse coach, yoga and meditation guide are just some of the professional credentials she holds among many other skills. Her drive and commitment to serving thousands of patients, including professional athletes, in the operating room for nearly a decade have helped shape Joanna into a trusted professional, mentor, and wellness coach. From startups to Fortune 100 companies, the priority remains lifestyle design. She currently serves as a coach on the corporate wellness team at Disneyland, where she presents the latest buzzing topics and trends in health and wellness to the employees of the happiest place on earth. She also serves as a mentor and co-instructor to a group of 30 plus nurses who are ready to break free from traditional bedside nursing and help inspire lasting change. Joanna's passion for optimal health, holistic wellness, mindfulness, and unique travel destinations have inspired her to create the Live Well Collective, a lifestyle design company rooted in science and elevated in experience. It is committed to assist in building self-awareness for professionals from all walks of life. The Live Well Collective offers coaching, mentorships, workshops, and retreats focused on holistic wellness and lifestyle design with its main focus, highly prioritizing self-care. Today, Joanna explains the art and science of how we can speed up by slowing down. Um, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. Um, today, we have a really special guest. We're going to talk all about holistic health. We have on the phone Joanna Otero. Um, Joanna is a loyal listener, and she we've been following each other for about three, three years now, I think. Um, she knows everything about health and wellness, and she's super well-rounded on um, Western medicine and holistic medicine. So welcome to the podcast, Joanna. Thank you. So excited to have you. Like I said, I feel like it's a new decade. We want to start building, you know, better habits for ourselves and creating wealth and health. So it's so good to have you on. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and let everybody know your story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, thanks, Gabby and Alex, for reaching out and having me on today. Super stoked and um, absolutely honored to be here. And I love it. We're entering into the new year, 2020. It's going to be a freaking good one. Not to mention, um, we're starting off a new decade. So we're getting rid of a lot of old habits, you know, that don't really serve us and welcoming in the new. So, yeah, about my background. All right. So it's quite a doozy. It's quite a story, but I'll, I'll try to loop you guys in. So I uh, worked as an operating room nurse for almost a decade. And I'm originally from Chicago, and I now live in uh, Southern California. And uh, But you, know, you can never take the Chicago out of a girl like me. <laughs> and so, so I came out to California actually as a travel nurse and um, worked all over. So Bay Area, High Desert, Orange County, San Diego, and so pretty much every landscape that California has to offer. Wine country up in like near Napa, Santa Rosa. So my job as a travel nurse was actually to fill in for a lot of nurses who were either out on 
um, medical leave, um, nurses who, you know, just up and quit their job kind of quickly, you know, high turnover hospitals and uh, women who were out on maternity leave and needed nurses to come in and replace quickly. So these are nurses who really pretty much know their stuff and can just jump into a hospital and just figure out where everything is, learn all the new staff, learn all the new surgeons, and just hit the ground running. So I did that for about, okay, two, two and a half years. And what I realized jumping from hospital to hospital was that we were just seeing way too many people for elective surgery. And elective surgery really means that, you know, these are surgeries that could be prevented. I mean, because they're elective, right? We have the choice to have them. And what that really means is a lot of chronic conditions can be either reversed or mitigated by lifestyle choices, stress, food, movement, really back to the basics. You know, are you eating a pretty good diet, pretty healthy? Are you stressing out a lot? Are you, you know, um, kind of thoughts are you thinking? Um, So pretty much taking it back to the basics. And I kind of have found a personal mission to step back from that environment and see if all the facts that I had been reading, you know, about holistic wellness were true. And uh, fast forward a couple of years later, I uh, did a coaching program specific for registered nurses. Hmm. So it's coaching, um, health and wellness coaching for people who are nurses. And who better to be a health coach than a registered nurse? Someone who's, you know, seen it all, uh, understands the depths of pharmacology and pathophysiology and anatomy and physiology and really how the body works and um, really working with people in a professional in a professional um, place for many years. So combining, you know, my Western medicine background and using this more holistic approach and Really, the word holistic, um, it's a buzzing and trending topic right now. And what that really means is that um, everything is connected. You know, if you look up the word holistic, that's really what that means, that everything is connected and we we appreciate the mind-body-spirit connection. So body, again, what we're fueling our body with, how are we moving it, our mind. So what kind of thoughts are we thinking all day long? Are they good thoughts or are they negative self-talk thoughts? you know, and spirit. And, and that can mean anything for anybody. It can be, you know, some people find spirituality in a religious context with, you know, church or prayer or meditation. And that looks different for everybody. And uh, that's what I love about this work is that everybody is so different. Everybody is so diverse and unique. And with my clients, I get to really highlight their uniqueness um, and their strengths and building on their strengths and maybe finding areas for, for growth and improvement. So how, how was it that you went from working at, a, at, a, at the ER, which is super crazy, I'm assuming, and then branching out on your own and now with the LiveWell Collective, like what made you decide to make that transition after a decade in the ER? Yeah, uh, so the OR, but pretty much the same. Yeah, operating room, emergency room, both very high stress, high intense. Um, You see everything. It's literally life or death in those situations. And started to get burnt out, to be super honest. Um, I was working 60, 70-hour weeks. Um, I was taking call at night. So I would work like a 12-hour shift. 
start driving home and I'd get paged to go back for an emergency surgery in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'd work all night. Um, and I was just, I was overworked to be honest. And at that time is when I started to think like, wow, we're seeing so many people coming in for surgeries to get their gallbladders removed. So many people coming in to get their plaque removed, plaques removed from their arteries from high cholesterol and buildup and things like that. And, you know, again, those relate to our, our diet and lifestyle. So the wheels started to turn for me, um, my mom was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer and the cancer had spread all over her body. And this was just my wake up call to like slow the hell down and go home and take care of my mom. So I quit travel nursing and um, packed up and off I went with my husband and my dog and we spent a month with my mom and I had just dove into all this nutritional research and really how cancer and diabetes and heart disease and all these other types of, you know, chronic conditions are actually lifestyle related. And we pretty much implemented almost overnight with her um, a plant-based, plant-based lifestyle and, you know, other holistic modalities. And she also did, a, you know, our, um, a Western, um, Western approach to her care, which was totally her choice. And, and I honor that. So she did kind of like a combo and here we are almost three years later and my mom is pretty much cancer free. So it's been... No way. Wow, that's amazing. So what were some of those, like the the direction that you took as far as her, you know, plant-based diet that, that you feel shifted and turned everything around? Yeah. So when I, you know, I really felt like I believed in this and when you have got no other hope, you've got to find, you got to latch on to something. So you know, with a diagnosis of terminal cancer, that that shook me up, right? And so I had to find something to believe in. And when I was doing all this research, I had read these amazing stories of how people were um, going plant-based and it was reversing not only diseases like cancer, but other things like type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And, you know, just putting my scientific background, I was like, yeah, of course, this makes sense. Like you take away the things that make you sick, right? Excessive alcohol and negative self-talk, um, lots of heavy animal products. Um, you know, because of the science, you, you really realize that those habits and actions are actually cancer promoting. And um, one... Um, I don't want to say method, but one way was, or one way that I really dove deep into was acid versus alkaline. And when our bodies are in an alkaline state, meaning, you know, we have a lot of green veggies and um, not, you know, not really any very minimal animal products, if any, um, that's very promoting a very alkaline environment in the body. We're, we're leaning toward acidic alcohol, heavy amounts of caffeine, processed food, um, foods that offer don't really do not offer any nutrition, white flour, you know, things like that, white refined sugar, those are actually cancer causing and can turn cells to kind of go rogue in the body. So there's that whole acid alkaline and uh, we adapted that into um, my mom's plant-based living and really just promoting a lot on greens and spinach and kale. And, you know, I know a lot of listeners are probably like, nah, I don't really find a way to eat that, but, you know, it's about getting creative. So we would make a pesto, you know, based with spinach and, and kale and maybe do zucchini noodles or do lentil noodles. So there's 
so many ways to get creative um, instead of just eating like traditional salads and juices because I like to eat and <laughs> my mom likes to eat. And uh, I grew up very um, cultured, you know, cultured with Polish um, traditions. So there were certain foods that we ate and it was very heavy, like meat and potatoes. So I grew up with that, with that, with an appetite and, um, happy to say that I've been also plant-based, uh, with my mom and I'm actually going on a little bit longer, almost four and a half, five years. And like I said, you know, it's, it's just about eating, um, hearty meals and, and creating things that you're not feeling hungry. So when you, like that's kind of the tip. when you, um, put your mom on that plant, plant-based diet, how soon were you able to see results in her, in her getting better? Yeah, I remember actually the first three months of her next checkup scan. And she told me the night before, um, Joanna, if this isn't working, I'm going back to my old my old ways. And I just remember saying, oh, please, God, let this be working. I knew it was. I already saw the changes. She had dropped so much weight. She was walking better. She had a glow about her. And then within three months, her tumors shrank 50%. Wow. That's huge. Yeah huge. Yeah. So I was like, you see mom, it's working. Let's keep going. And she kept just plowing through. And after six months, she was already in remission. And this is with like no chemo. This is just based on her diet change. Mm -mm. Nope. So my mom decided to go um, a chemo route. That was, you know, that was really her decision. And at first it was hard for me because here I am, you know, doing my best to promote holistic but also my role as a nurse, as a holistic nurse, is to honor everybody and their decisions without judgment and the, knowing that the client or the patient is the expert of their own life. And I had to trust that my mom is the expert of her own life. And she decided that she wanted to do traditional Western medicine, care of her doctor in scans, and he recommended um, a chemo pill. And she was like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be my backup but I, I see what you're saying and I'm going to do the food thing and I'm going to stick to it. And that's going to be my primary, my primary thing, you know, and also this was my mom's third diagnosis with breast cancer. So she's, this isn't the first time, you know, like she's been through this. And remember the second time she went through this, she swore that it was the beet juice. She had read something in a book about how beet juice was um, a very potent anti-cancer. And she, she was like, yeah, you know what? this makes sense. Remember the second time I was going through this, I was doing that beet juice and, and I got better. I got over it. And um, yeah, here we are. Three yeah, I did hear about, I did hear about beet juice and how, you know, obviously, is it because it has antioxidants? Antioxidants, phytochemicals, um, such as alkaline, just very strong in promoting um, and naturally reversing disease. Um, actually, my dad, uh, he's, he says whenever he eats beets, he can literally feel his blood pressure dropping. You know, my dad has high blood pressure and he's been implementing more of a plant-based lifestyle. And he tells me that when he's eating certain veggies, he can literally feel like a drop in his blood pressure and that it's not so high anymore. So, I mean, plants are, are really amazing for reversing disease and promoting optimal health. So, okay, I've been trying to be on this journey, plant-based journey, um, and it's hard. I think, number one, because I am not a cook. I don't cook my food. Unfortunately, A, either I don't have time and B, I've just never cooked like that. I can do like simple things, but... And then 
I haven't been able, I've been able to knock out, I haven't eaten meat in like four or five months or chicken, but I just haven't been able to let go of the cheese. And then here and there I'll have like some fish, you know, but Mm -hmm. I like, I just sometimes run out of things to eat. And that's where I see myself kind of go back to like, oh, let me have some cheese, you know, because I don't, I would just go back to a little bit, but I haven't gone all the way full back because I kind of am. I saw a documentary that tells you how much better your, your, you know, your body will take non-animal products. And so I want to transition and just be plant-based, but sometimes I run out of things to eat. So I don't know if people listening are also having like the same trouble, but I kind of, for this year, I want to just fully commit to it. So I don't know if you can give me some pointers on like the type of foods that I should be sticking to, or like, I don't know if there's like some self-discipline tactics that maybe you did. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. And, um, you know, a lot of the clients that I coach who are going through a plant-based journey themselves, it's very, very common. And that's something I went through myself. And in all reality, there's, we're all different, right? And there are some people who can go plant-based overnight. One of my greatest friends, um, she was able to do that. My mom was able to do that. My mom was in a kind of like a life-death situation that so was different for her. Um, but myself and my husband, it, it took us a good, I would say, year, year and a half. So people are just, you know, um, incorporating more veggies. And maybe you choose one day a week to go meatless. Maybe you go on, you know, meatless Mondays or then, you know, maybe that's good, okay, and then you end up doing meatless Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, you know, just starting slow sometimes can be more like more of a sustainable long-term effect and change than just throwing ourselves into something. Because it's so then, easy to get overwhelmed. Right. You know? So I would say sticking to like veggies, the greens, obviously fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And staying yep. and staying away from anything animal based, which would be dairy and obviously any meats, chicken, staying um and that's it, right? Like dairy. Oh, and cheese. Obviously, it's dairy. So yeah, and cheese is a tough one, and that's actually if you talk to most plant based people, cheese is like the last thing to drop off, and I was one of those as well because. Um, there's actually science behind it, how the cheese, when we eat it, it's like the same receptors in our brain as opiates, so it's like drugs. So it's, it's highly, highly addicting oh, because wonder. of the salt. Yeah, it's, it can be considered almost like a drug. And I mean, some plant-based docs will say that. So I'm not saying it has drug-like effects, but the the like the receptors in our brain is like oh my god this tastes so good and that's why we eat so many volumes of it but there are so many amazing plant-based cheeses out there you can make up in your own food processor nut-based but one tip that i like to share is just having a plan so maybe saturday or sunday after you've eaten not when you're hungry come up come up with a plan of what you want to eat for the week and Recently, my husband and I have just been really super busy, so we, we don't get to cook fresh every day. And let's be real, it takes a lot of time to do that. So we're really into batch cooking right now, and maybe that's making like a giant uh, lentil chili for two or three days. So we do like lentils, black beans, kidney beans, jalapenos, chipotle, like green peppers. So you've got like this really hearty chili. Um, and that can last you for a couple of days. So you, if you're okay with eating leftovers. That's good. You know? I like chili. I know yeah. we're all like hungry. Here. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So it's super hearty. Filled with lots of plants, right? These plants are just, you know, spinach and kale. Those, although those things are super important, 
you've got beans, you've got lentils. So these things are full of fiber. They're full of protein. Um, one cup of lentils has like 18 grams of protein. Yeah. So and there's that whole myth, you know, about plant versus animal protein. And well, yeah, you, you can get your protein from plant, which is like people always thought that you had to do it through animal based products like meat and chicken. Um, I wanted to mention that you mentioned beans. I just want to like just um, interject and talk about um, I heard a podcast with um, this lady called Karen Hurd, where she talked about sh- how she helped her daughter heal from poisoning through soluble fiber, which would be eating beans. And how mm-hmm. detox like it detoxes your body to eat beans and how valuable beans are. Do you have like any I mean, obviously it's a lot of protein, right? But it was just so fascinating how she used beans to and how important beans really are and maybe we should eat a lot more of them. Totally. I love beans and that's something we have in bulk at the house all the time and um, literally get them from the bulk section and cook them in the Instant Pot. That thing is a lifesaver. But anyway, to go back to that, I used to work at a plant-based retreat center in San Diego with uh, Dr. Joel Furman, who is a nutritional genius. And um, I've seen him help reverse you know, chronic disease. And one of them is uh, type 2 diabetes. So by incorporating beans... So beans, as you um, as you say, have tons of fiber. So not only do they have tons of fiber and protein, they're also low on the glycemic index. So when we're having, um, you know, carbs with lower glycemic index, they they take longer to digest in the body. So that's what's feeling like that's what keeps us feeling longer, fuller. Does that make sense? So you know, if you have a salad, greens, you digest that really quickly. That's a different type of fiber. Um, so then you're feeling kind of hungry. Maybe you throw beans on top of the salad or you just have some kind of bean, like a hummus or a dip, or you eat beans on its own. You're feeling fuller, longer. And um, really just fact that it's a plant and it's considered a plant or legume or whatnot. And uh, yeah, just the, the fact that you're getting more full on beans instead of you know reaching for animal products or processed foods those are the types of things that actually contribute to chronic conditions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It was fascinating. And I thought it was super easy to stick to that because I'm Latina. We're always eating beans. I don't <laughs> oh, know about you. Oh, but... I'm very to a Latino. I was like, Korea. I could do that. <laughs> so talk to us. So but I want to ask you about that the Bali trip that you took. Tell everyone about that because that definitely forever changed you as well. The culture that you saw right? The, the lifestyle. Oh tell, tell yes. us a little bit about that. Cause I think a lot of our listeners would be really interested, interested in knowing how that affected uh, you. Absolutely. Um, for me, that was such a game changer in my professional life, in my personal life. Um, being granted with the opportunity to just retreat away from your, your normal daily living, right? Like you have a chance even if you're a business owner or whatever it is that you do, you know, that you, you probably still love your job, of course, but everybody needs to take a break once, once in a while, you know, whether you like your job or you don't. And I went to Bali three times. And the first time I was going through all these changes of my career. And then the second time I was in a place where I was like, Hey, I'm really content with where things are, but I'm feeling the need to just pause and slow down and, you know, find a way to gain momentum from that. And uh, I went 
so the last two times that I went, I went uh, for month-long yoga retreat trainings, and again, just really working all that shit out on your yoga mat, like as a daily to-do every day. Like you've got nothing else to do but to work out whatever whatever stuff you've got stirring up, and it's just such a good way to to shed all those layers and. You don't have to be anybody, you know, like you strip yourself of your identity. So you're, you're not the business owner, you're not the doctor, you're not the lawyer, you're not the, the Instagrammer, you're not the influencer. Like you are just, you're just showing up to your mat every day. You're going along with the motions. And actually, the, I mean, yoga is an ancient thousands of years um, type of practice. And reason for that is that you know there are certain sequences and the way that the postures are aligned in sequences they promote the way energy flows in the body and the way that the energy flows flows in the body is how we're able to you know either get rid of you know shed some stuff that needs to be let go um and you're just doing a miraculous thing you know you're you're helping your tendons and your joints and your fascia. Um, not only are you strengthening your body, you're strengthening your mind too. And, you know, if some people find some spiritual aspect to that as well, then awesome. So you had three so very think- different spiritual trips to Bali. Yes. yes that's totally. that's really amazing how like each time, you like basically eat, pray, loved Bali, Bali edition. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally what I you always wanted to do that. I love girls. I ate a lot. Bali is the same for amazing food, especially plant-based. So the Balinese, um, you know, Bali is located in Indonesia. And Indonesia is technically known as a Muslim country, but the island of Bali is actually um, predominantly Hindu. And um, most of the areas to eat are pretty much plant-based, vegetarian, if you would, and just super yummy, delicious food, um, super, super affordable um you know maybe a flight there could be a little bit more expensive but once you're there bali is just it's it's magical and i just think that's something everybody should experience once in their life it was one of the first things that we set out as an intention when we first started the podcast to do like some type of bali retreat and you're gonna have to come with us and show us the ropes once when it actually does happen Amen. Let's get that waitlist going, guys. Let's okay. do it. I'm, I'm signed up already. Perfect. So we <laughs> we spoke about um, how foods can reverse chronic illnesses. Can you name like a common chronic illness that can be easily re- uh, reversed just so that like it really sticks to the minds of our listeners? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of my favorite ones and one that I talk about quite often with uh, some of my corporate clients is blood pressure. And um, blood pressure is a tricky one because I, I always say that the two things behind blood pressure are usually salt and stress. So stress, of course, we know, stress management, maybe meditation, exercise, but salt is kind of a culprit behind high blood pressure. And why that is because it creates strain on the arteries and the kidneys, and the kidneys are not able to filter out um, as much water. So that's what creates the raise in blood pressure. And over time, that can lead to heart disease. And, you know, one of the best ways is to just be mindful of how much salt you're having in your diet. So um, that would be processed foods, you know, um, eating, dining out, fast food. Fast food is a huge one. I mean, we have no idea how much salt is in, you know, 
even even like here in California, there's like plant-based fast food, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that healthy either because probably of all the salt that they, you know, once in a while, whatever, right? But eating fast food every day can definitely have um, an increase on in blood pressure. And I've, I've had some people that I work with who are like, you know what, I'm just going to cut the fast food and see how that goes. And then after two, three weeks, their blood pressure has already come down just by eliminating fast food and processed foods like, you know, those frozen TV dinners and things like that. Um, potato chips, really think anything on the shelves that is being preserved. And um, I think really it's not fresh, you know. I'm like, um, I'm like thinking salt. right now, I just ate, like I have a veggie tray with like bro- raw broccoli and celery and carrots and I've been eating it. And then I went and I got like a bag of Cheetos. So I just totally, <laughs> yeah, but you are pregnant too. So you yeah. can get a bag. I just totally <laughs> counteracted that. <laughs> I, well, I don't really mean it for people either though, because you know, there are, there are ways to, you know, you can still eat salt, right? It's just about being more mindful about what kind of salt you know, we're having and maybe you switch over to like a Himalayan salt. Um, and again, it's just, um, just making those minor changes, you know, little by little, they end up making the big picture. And, and that's what I really like to, you know, just bring to, to mind with anybody I'm working with is it's awesome to have these big goals and these big intentions, but, you know, kind of breaking it down and reverse engineering that. So like, okay, someone wants to lose, I don't know, 30 pounds, let's say, all right, let's break it down. Let's reverse engineer that. What daily things can you do little by little every day? What's going to take you to losing that big 30? You know, then that big 30 doesn't seem as daunting. You're just like, okay, I'm having more water. I'm eating a little bit more veggies. And maybe I didn't give up meat completely, but you know what? Maybe I omitted it once a week and I just started implementing more veggies. Maybe I eventually gave up cheese or maybe I just limited my amounts or, you know, there's just so many, so many different, you know, small and baby steps that can really lead us to the way. Yeah, I also like the mention of like when you say alcohol is also not good because it it all turns into sugar. So also like limiting your alcohol intake, not to say that you can't have a glass of wine here and there, but just not, you know, excessively doing it. Exactly. And and that's just it. Um, Again, as a, you know, lifestyle wellness coach, I'm very much into building a life of balance and moderation and intention and you know some people can say plant-based is, is extreme but again you can make that any way you want you, you don't have to give up meat 100 percent. you don't have to give up alcohol 100 percent. you do things what feels good for you and if it feels good at some point to dial up the knob then you dial it up you feel like it's too much and it's overwhelming just dial it back down a little bit you know everybody's the expert of their of their own lives and uh, i'm not gonna lie my in my party girl years, I was a binge drinker and I was doing a lot of damage to my body. And now I know that I can occasionally enjoy a, a hard kombucha or a glass of wine or champagne every now and again without, you know, um, damaging my body and my cells, really. Right. That's so important. And I have another question. For, let's say for someone that may be suffering from um, high cholesterol, um, also going plant-based can work, right? What else can we do with that? Yeah. So actually, it's funny. I was looking at my blood work results from a month ago and my cholesterol is 31. My cholesterol is better now at the age of 31 than when I was 17. At 17, I was eating a lot of Wendy's and fast food and I would go to the drive-thru after soccer practice. I was like, oh, I just ran so much. I ran for 90 minutes. 
I'm totally cool to eat a chicken nugget or a sandwich or a burger or whatever. And my cholesterol was pretty high. And um, every year of doing plant-based, I just see that my cholesterol is naturally getting better and better. And really the main reason for that is animal products contain cholesterol and fat. And that's really the, the reason that we have high cholesterol. So again, not telling everybody's got to go plant-based or vegan, but um, you know, just a very standard dietetic um, recommendation. Again, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a doctor or nutritionist, so please consult your doctor before you start any lifestyle change. Just want to put that out there. Um, well, what about like fried foods? Fried foods would be bad too, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we want to stay away from animal products and trans fat and fried food and focusing more on whole foods. Got it. And you always, obviously, um, movement, movement, movement. Go to the gym, movement. even if it's walking. Yeah. That's what I'm telling myself this new year. I'm like, I have to move at least once a day, even if it's walking, 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, taking the stairs instead of like the elevator, just moving. Yeah. If you're going to the grocery store, maybe park a little bit further or see, you know, taking walks with your dogs is exercise. You know, we don't. We don't have to get you know so caught up in having to go to the gym every day, and then because when we put that pressure on ourselves, and then we don't meet that expectation, it's just normal, right? We just we, we feel like shit, and we're like, oh man, I didn't do it, I blew it, so why am I getting yeah. it? Yeah, you know, I get yeah. that. I, I sometimes am really hard on myself. Yeah, so going, we all are worst critics for sure. We are. Um, it, going back to like what like medicine and, and healing. When and I think I know the answer now that I've talked to you a little bit more of what you're gonna say. When do you choose like Western medicine versus holistic medicine? I think that that's a tough decision for people to make because you're you go to the doctor when you're sick and they tell you this is what you need to do, but and so you want right. to follow your doctor's orders, but it just because the, they can't always be right. And like your mom is proof, you know, that she got better off of a plant-based diet. So how do you make that decision? Totally. And I'm so glad you asked that question. And the main thought that I have that's in my gut is that everybody is the expert of their own lives. Right. Truly, like your, that's your literally what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. Your gut will tell you. And you're absolutely right. Like, some doctors are really good at, you know, prescribing others. They over-prescribe medication and they're giving people blood pressure medication without evaluating, hey, are you going through a stressful moment in your life right now? Have you had some big life change? Um, are you eating a lot of food with salt or fast food? You know, um, I, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that I work with who were prescribed medication before were even asked these kind of basic lifestyle questions. So part of my mission is to really, you know, help that population. And going back to your question of holistic versus, you know, Western medicine. Like you get into a car accident, you shatter your pelvis, you need surgery. You, you go into a hospital. I hope mm -hmm. you are. You go into a hospital, you're getting antibiotics, you're getting surgery. Like there's no arguing around that. Like my cilantro, my basil, that's not going to help right now, right? Like this, it's just, it's almost kind of like common sense too, if you would, right? And just stripping it down back to the basics. But, um, you know, the chronic diseases that we hear and read so much about, cholesterol, um, high cholesterol, diabetes, um, cancer even, um, high blood pressure, um, there's so much, so much research out there, guys. Yeah, like thyroid how, issues. 
yes, about how just changing certain things, and maybe it's not a plant-based diet for everybody, and, and I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, prescribing that or recommending it to everybody, but nobody is going to feel any worse by adding more veggies onto their plate. Does right. that make sense? You know totally. I mean? Of course. Totally. And eat your yeah. veggies first. Um, eat your, yeah. Your grandma, <laughs> your mom always tells you, eat your veggies, yeah. right? Like with reason. You right. Know? So um, doing that, doing your own research and really being your own advocate. And, you know, that really relates to doing your own research. I was not at all happy with the answer I got from the oncologist about my mom. I was like, no, I literally said, fuck that. I'm not accepting that answer. So we're going to do we're going to do this way. We're going to do your way, mom, but we're going to try this too. And I hope you're open to it. And thank God she was, because that's why she's here today. And that's why my entire Thank God for you to have your willingness to like mm-hmm. fight for your mom, you know, because mm-hmm. you could have just taken that diagnosis and like, you know, obviously been, been devastated, but you took it upon yourself to like n- know that there, you know, there was an alternative. You knew that it wasn't it, which is, that's you know, amazing. Thank you. I had to. And when people ask about that, I'm like, you know what? My mom gave me my, my life. So this is the least that, that I could do for her, that's, you know, is to put that effort in. That's, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, honestly. So teach us, how can we speed up by slowing down? Yeah, I need to slow down. <laughs> I need to speed up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So besides, you know, venturing off into an amazing wellness retreat somewhere, not everybody has the means, the time to do that. But Maybe you can create some sort of ritual routine at home that feels good for you. Maybe it's a little morning routine to get you started off on your day. You know, are we waking up and going straight? I know I was guilty of it. And sometimes I still am waking up and checking my phone in the first, you know, first thing in the morning. How about waking up slowly, having some coffee, maybe like a mindfulness meditation practice, maybe journaling. Um, Again, this can look different for everybody, but choose some kind of activity. Maybe it's going for a walk with your dog first thing in the morning. Maybe it's snuggling. I've, I've done this now. I snuggle with my husband and dog for like at least 20 minutes every morning before I get out of bed. And that's like, that's part of my morning routine. And, you know, instead of like jumping out of bed and rushing to all the things that we need to do, you know, we take time. And really when we take time to do these kind of things, um, the magic is in the pause of everything. And I, I, I like that. I've experienced that myself so many times. The Thank magic you. is in the pause of everything. Magic is in the pause. Yeah. Mm, I like that. The magic Thank is in you. the silence, in the in the moments yeah. where you just are instead of yeah, do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And instead of thinking about where we need to respond to, what we need to do, where we need to be. Yes, I know these. This is life, and those are part. You know, these are things that we have to do and take care of, but. You know, when we come from a place of calm, we think better, we perform better, you know, whether it's in school or business or life, whatever it is, you know, we, we just think more clear and we're not, um, not as quick to get angry at the little things that really, you know, in the long run, do they really matter? And I've got a personal rule that. It's not going to matter in five years. I'm not going to spend more than five minutes being upset about it. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, too, I'm also trying to do more in in this decade is uh, not be so hard on myself. I feel like um, Mm -hmm. we live in a society where it's it's all about making yourself feel like you're unworthy or not good enough or did something wrong or not 
competing as everybody else or with everyone else or like you're not there yet. Like it's always like something negative towards yourself. And it's it's really like heartbreaking to be that hard on yourself. So I'm committing to not be and I'm committing to loving myself more and being more forgiving. Amen. I love that. Yeah, because I I do feel like our mind, just like because we're talking about holistic health, is like you also have to check your thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's all connected, like you said. Exactly. I I feel exactly the same way. I was just having a conversation with my husband yesterday how how comparison is is really a poison, you know, for comparing ourselves to others. What what are other people doing? You know, what are they up to? Like, that is just... That can just breed so much like negative self-talk that's just so unnecessary. And just keep doing your thing. And yes, I'm all about, you know, finding ways to be more kind with ourselves. And I personally found that through my yoga practice. And it can be, that can look different for everybody. Some people want to, you know, turn up the music and, and dance, have a dance party first thing in the morning. And that's what I don't know if I'm a dance party no, in the yeah, morning. Definitely not. <laughs> I need some time. <laughs> Yeah, I need some time. I'm kind of not a morning person. So I have a personal question. So, you know, I'm about to have a baby. Um, and I'm I'm really and I everyone tells me like um to be easy on myself, but I would really like to try to breastfeed. So if it's possible, do you have any suggestions on what I can do naturally to improve um healthy milk supply for my baby? Yes. And I want to say congratulations on two things. Number one, congratulations for being so close to having a baby. That is so exciting. Thank so you. Ten days you. to go. Yay, Yay. Uncle Mark. Yeah, Uncle Mark. <laughs> going to be a good uncle. And number two, what I really love is how you said, I'm going to be easy on myself. And what I love is that you're not creating this huge expectation around if you're able to breastfeed, like what I love is you're going into it knowing, you know what, it may not happen, right? And I'm not going to be hard on myself if it doesn't. Right. I packed I formula think, already in my hospital bag. <laughs> just she in is anticipating. No, yeah. You know that is so awesome that you're already going into it, like with, with that, that kindness that you were just talking about, you know, that you're starting your year off with that intention of wanting to be kind, more kind and more loving and knowing the fact like, hey, I'm going to try my best. But if it doesn't happen, I've got another plan. Like I've got something to back me up and I'm going to figure it out along the way. So Thank I you. think it's because here. a lot of other moms shame other moms, right? Is that where there's that comes so, from? There's, I, I, t- I took a breastfeeding class and I felt like they were shaming the people that chose to to do formula. And I was like, man, not everybody can or has the will or I mean, it's tough and it takes a toll on your body and it's you have to mentally be prepared to go through the journey of breastfeeding. And I already know that like I have my four, I bought particular formula that I want to give her. So I don't want to give her the stuff that they're giving me at the hospital. No shame to anybody that has done that with their child. I just, I prefer something different for, for my child based on research that I've made. Um, but I would like to breastfeed, but I am also very aware that it, it might not be possible. So, right. um, and it's okay. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone's role as a mom and the way that they want to raise their kids is their own, you know, it's their own journey. Yeah. And nobody should shame you for that because it's like, I'm not less of a mom. Right. So, so so tell me what, what suggestions do you have to, to help me? Yeah. So it's, um, 
to just hop on and do a little bit of research, I've seen that most of plants are recommended. So, um, and of course, not, I don't just say that because I'm a plant-based nurse, but proof's in the pudding, right? There's research out there. So avocados, nuts, beans, um, so very certain types of foods can be promoting in, um, in uh, producing milk. So I've seen avocados and foods that offer like a lot of power and longevity. So avocados are full of like 80% fat, but they're the healthy fat, right? Yeah. And also for good milk production, leaving a lot of healthy fat. Um, I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm not a mom yet. So I've not breastfed, but, you know, just from my learning from hospital and research and et cetera, um, avocados, nuts, um, so cashews, almonds, Brazil nuts, seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds. So incorporating a lot of the healthy fats of foods can, um, can help boost um, milk production. Okay. That's great to know. And I'm, I eat avocado like every day. So that's perfect. Don't you eat an avocado, one avocado every day? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Forget the (laughs) apple. She got the avocado. That's right. That avocado. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's really great advice. Yeah, honestly. And tell us more about how to maybe possibly boost your immune immune system. Because that's also like something that a lot of people suffer from. Absolutely. And I feel like one of the best things that you can do um, is really do a healthy diet. Yeah. So when we're eating a lot of veggies and fruits, those immediately boost our immunity. So the reason why a lot of people get sick, and there is a study about this with the flu season, the whole reason the flu season exists is because it tends to get colder in other parts of the world, right? Like winter. Not so much in, you know, California or Florida. I guess a little bit. It dips down to the 60s. We're all like crying over here. But yeah. um, so other places in the world where there's snow and cold, you know, people are bundled up. They're not getting fresh air and sunshine and exercise, right? We're reaching for those comfort foods that don't really offer any kind of nutrition. So like the processed cookies and the processed cakes and things like that. So things that don't offer any nutrition, that means they're not going to offer any really natural immunity either. So when we're having you know a healthier diet, um, that's 100% one of the best ways to, to boost immunity. And you know sometimes people who are also plant-based get sick. Yeah, that's normal. It happens. We also get sick, right? We're not like... And I don't, I don't want to say you know, say that either, have people think that. But um, there is a syrup that I've been using. My sister-in-law had told me about it a couple of years ago. And it's called elderberry syrup. Have you girls heard about anything yes. about that? Yes. I've been actually like reading about it lately. Elderberry? Yeah. yeah they're giving it to little kids to help them with like uh-huh. going to preschool and stuff so that they don't, they don't yep. get... They, they'll they'll still get sick, but they don't, they don't get as sick as the other kids. And it doesn't last as long. Mm. Yep. Yep. So you can um, get it, I think, at like Whole Foods or um, whatever kind of health food store, probably um, even on the internet, but it's like a syrup and it's pure elderberry, which is a plant, right? Fruit, whatever. And they concentrate it to the syrup. So imagine like instead of taking like a nasty NyQuil syrup, given, you know, a kid or even an adult, my mom has been drinking this on us too, now that it's kind of like flu season. Um, elderberry syrup and it's been shown to enhance immunity and my husband started to get like a cold coughing a couple of days ago and I was like hey pump up on that syrup so he took two tablespoons right before bed another one in the morning and that thing was gone whatever bug little bug thing started wow. to harbor I never heard of that I'm gonna have to go buy it mm-hmm. yes awesome. definitely a, a kitchen staple 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to get that as well. Um, so besides elder, elderberry, what about echinacea? Echinacea? You know, I haven't done too much research or heard too much okay. about Because that was like, Echinacea. that was many years ago. That was like the fad. So I wasn't sure if it was like just a fad or if it was like a for real thing that it also helps with the, the immunity. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it, but I haven't done enough like research or personal field work to, okay. to be able to speak to that. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So tell everyone like all the services that you offer because you do it all. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I try to, right? And also yeah. trying to prioritize my own self-care. Um, one of the greatest things I learned in my coaching program was how important it is to take care of ourselves. Moms, new moms, existing um, business professionals, like just showing up for ourselves is the best thing that we can do. Self-care is really, truly everything. And self-care can look different for everybody. It's not just bubble bath. You know, it can be that, but it can also be a whole range of other things, journaling, um, cutting out people out of your life who just don't serve you again. So I can really go on, on something on a huge tangent about that, but just putting those practices really into perspective in my own life has re have really led me to all the work that I do now. And, you know, when we, just to loop the whole conversation, when we take better care of ourselves, again, doesn't have to be like extreme, um, you know, one-sided, it can just be little minor steps that we do daily to take better care of ourselves. We perform better and we can be a better service to anybody, whether that's our children, our business partners, um, people we do business with, people we interact with. Um, we just 100% show up better for ourselves and for others. Just, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? right. I feel like you, show, so, you end up showing up more confident and sure of yourself and you end up being more like magnetic in a sense once you know when you feel good about yourself a hundred percent a hundred percent so self-care is just something I really I feel like I've just kind of took it and ran with that if that makes sense because I had experienced burnout in my professional nursing career three times and once I finally got it the third time I'm like all right this really sticks so if I gotta go out and travel for a little bit or if I have to you know just hold space for myself or do things that I love then that's okay you know we don't have to um, go along with everybody's expectations of who we have to be or you know it's about who, who do we want to be and how do we want to show up for ourselves and how do we want to show up in this world so that's really led me to you know doing corporate wellness and um offering private coaching um, and also going to be hosting retreats this year, which is super exciting. And uh, yeah, so that's, those are all the things I've been up to. And they're all pretty much linked to just taking really badass care of yourself. So tell us about your retreat that you're planning for this year. Do you already have the date set and the location and everything? Yep, so we've got a location set and it's going to be in Nicaragua. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm from Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, so it'll be my friend Chloe and I, and she was actually the chef at the retreat center um, that I used to work at, or we used to work at, in uh, San Diego. So it's going to be all about mindfulness and wellness, and um, obviously a little bit of plant-based if, you know, if people are beginners or just wanting to learn more about it. Um, you know, there's no requirement of like, you have to be plant-based or anything like that. Not at all. You know, just people who want to just learn a little bit more about it in more detail and, um, and also just show up for yourself in a way that maybe 
you haven't before. Maybe you want to explore a new place. Maybe you want to eat new food. Maybe you want to eat, you know, meet new people and interact and create, you know, like a, a cool new tribe of people who think the same way and um, people who want to see you succeed. Uh, that's, that's the community and that's, that's really the, the basis. When is it going to be? Um, we don't have an exact date yet, but we're thinking toward um, the end of summer or the early fall. So if um, people that are interested in actually going and keeping up with you, you have a newsletter that I'm sure that you'll release that information through the newsletter so that they can keep up with it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my uh, handle is at wellness with Joanna Otero or um, my website is joannaotero.com and then also the livewellcollective.com. And that's Joanna with two N's, correct? Yes. No H. No H. Okay, yeah. just making sure so that people don't get confused. So thank you guys. Can you so leave us with your life motto before we go? Mm, I got two, and one of them is that health is homemade, and um, I, I I've seen it work, guys. Really. Um, again, maybe not for everything, but I mean, there's research and statistics out there that. 80% of chronic conditions and outpatient procedures done in the hospital are actually can be navigated with lifestyle. So it's all preventive. It's not, mm-hmm. Yes, 80%. That is a huge number. It yes, is. there are other, you know, devastating illnesses and diseases that happen to children and genetic mutations and things like that. Um, that maybe sometimes lifestyle can help, you know, and maybe prolong life. Um, and I mean, and why not? Right. But, and again, it's not just the food as, as important, you know, and I put a lot of emphasis on nutrition, you know, that's just one piece of the holistic pie, right? Mind, body, spirit. What about the mind? What, what thoughts are we thinking? Um, you know, this is all everything that, that you do in, at home, really, you know, like, how are you, how are you showing up for yourself? And do you have a spiritual practice and, and maybe you don't, and maybe that word initially is a little daunting for you and that's okay. Um, or maybe it's not, and maybe you really firmly believe in God or a higher power or, or just something and knowing that we are connected to something greater than ourselves. And again, you know, some people find that spiritual aspect through meditation or prayer or yoga or going to church, um, really so many ways to, to excavate that, that spiritual aspect of the, um, of the holistic approach. I love that. I love it. I am going to head to Whole Foods after this and <laughs> buy myself a bunch of veggies <laughs> and beans and, and elderberry syrup. And elderberry syrup. I've learned so much. I'm honestly so grateful that you were able to share all of your insights. And I'm sure our, our listeners were also taking notes because we really hit upon a lot of topics that are so important. And really with health, we can take over the world. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. It was definitely like long overdue, but I'm so happy that yeah. we're finally here and we're doing it. And uh, all of our listeners yeah. are going to get to know you a little bit better. And thank you for being a loyal listener too and for supporting us. And we really appreciate you. Yes. Absolutely. I love watching you guys and making strides and keep doing it, guys. And uh, congratulations, Alex, for 
almost done. Having a baby. So exciting. You know what I was thinking? I, I was like, I was thinking like, if my water is going to break, this episode would be the time that I would want my water to break. <laughs> right, with an RN on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> but listen, she was having a couple of contractions. I was like, oh my God, do you yeah. need to go to the hospital? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, well, so any day now. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure that you'll... I will definitely keep you posted, but you'll definitely see it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, so exciting. And thanks you guys so much for um, for allotting the time. And I'm, I'm just super grateful. And I just really want to share this information with the world and um, kind of like been my personal mission. So just eat a little bit more veggies then, you know, just small steps. That's it. You know, we don't have to do big radical change because um, that can be overwhelming. So if I can leave the listeners with anything, it's just, the small steps, they really do create a big change. And um, yeah, the magic is in that pause. So thanks, everybody. Thank, thank you, you so everyone. Much. And thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, subscribing and for leaving us all your comments and reviews. We really appreciate you. And Until next time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank Bye. you, Joanna. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.